We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hit and run. Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. Ground ball to short. Baez has it. Goes to second one. Over to first. Cubs win the ball game. And the Cubs have beaten the Dodgers by a score of 7-1. And the 2-2 on the way. Bodie will hit a fly ball. Right field. Cubs are going to win the ball game. They sweep the doubleheader. And Rizzo hits a ground ball. Left field. Base hit. The Cubs are going to win the ball game. Here comes Duffy to score. The Cubs have swept the Los Angeles Dodgers. A swing and a pop fly. Shallow right center. Jason Hayward is there. He's got it. And the Cubs win the ball game. And the one-two. A pop fly. This ball might be playable for Rizzo. It is. Cubs win. Cubs win the ball game. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Zeppuccino, <laughs> Zeppuccino. It's time for Hit and Run. It sure is. And if that open doesn't get you ready for talking some baseball here with me, Rami Makloff, in for Matt Spiegel for the next, oh, just short of four hours, taking you right up to Cubs pregame at 1245 right here on 670. The score, I don't know what will in a jam-packed three hours, 45 minutes. Thanks to producer Sean Anderson, Maddie Lee, Cubs writer for NBC Sports Chicago. She'll be joining me at 920. Scott Merkin, MLB.com White Sox beat reporter. He'll be joining me at 1020. And Mike Petriello, MLB StatCast writer, and he'll be on the call for the uh, StatCast call of Braves and Phillies on ESPN2 tonight. He'll join me at 11 o'clock, and lots of baseball discussion with you between now and then. Give me those calls at 312-644-6767. That is also the text line. You can tweet the show at 670. The score I am at, Rami is tweeting at R-A-M-I-E is tweeting and yeah you heard there just when you thought I just when I thought I was out they pulled me back in and that's how I feel with this Cubs team I want to open up the phone lines to you before we talk with Maddie Lee at 920 at 312-644-6767 is that kind of where you are with this baseball team because that's where I I don't know what to do with this Cubs team and I was if if you heard me a few weeks ago when I was doing a shift here on the score on a Sunday afternoon I was just about out on this baseball team. I didn't want to be. I started off the 2021 season sort of hoping uh, beyond hope that the Cubs could overcome what the the ownership tried to do to him this offseason. I thought we might have like a major league type of situation where that clubhouse almost wins despite ownership, not wanting them to win. And, And really, the Ricketts 
would probably like nothing more than for the Cubs, this particular core group of Cubs, to go silently into the night and and not really compete so that they can they can sell you on a fire sale at the trade deadline. And while that wasn't what I wanted, I was almost I was almost resigned to that fate. That that's where we were headed. And I was ready to just go ahead and and take that leap. And and let's just start this new era of Cubs baseball instead of this limbo that we're living in and, and hoping that you can catch lightning in a bottle with signings like Jake Arrieta and Jock Peterson and, and Trevor Williams, despite you basically giving away you Darvish in the offseason. But they started off the season not giving us a lot of reason for hope. And while... Yeah, Major League Baseball is a marathon, not a sprint. We all know the cliche. When you have the type of offseason that the Cubs had and you do what they did in giving away you, Darvish, you don't give Cubs fans a lot of reason for hope, a lot of reason to stay in on the marathon. If anything, you gave us reason to start looking ahead, which is kind of what I started doing. But here come the Chicago Cubs giving me mixed emotions, mixed feelings, and not really knowing what to do with this baseball team. Where are you at with the Cubs? Are you back in? Have they pulled you back in just when you thought that you were out for? I almost gave the numbers for my Milwaukee station that I do a show for weekdays uh, in the afternoons. And by the way, bear with me this afternoon. Sean, I forgot how to talk about anything but Aaron Rodgers hosting a, an afternoon show in Milwaukee for the last couple of weeks. I forgot how to do sports talk about anything but Aaron Rodgers because people up here are just in a complete and total panic. When I got the text on Thursday asking me to fill in on a baseball show, it was it was mixed feelings. One was, oh, thank God, I just I get to talk about baseball and something other. Then Aaron Rodgers on a Sunday morning, but then the other one was, do I do I still remember how to do that? And I I think I just reverted back to you know muscle memory and the old habits of hosting that show on the fan in Milwaukee weekdays afternoons and started to give out the old phone numbers. But no three one two six four four six seven six seven and please talk some baseball with me and give me some something to talk about other than number twelve up here north of the border. Although I'm sure plenty of plenty of Bears fans would probably be okay. With me just just turning the phone lines to talking about that whole Aaron Rodgers ordeal and, and celebrating what looks to be his his soon exit, but we're not going to do that. We're talking Cubs right now at three one two six four four six seven six seven, and I want to know where you're at with this baseball team because they're back over five hundred now. They've they've won five straight games. I'm telling you things you already know, but I just don't know how sustainable this is. Like I look at I look at some of the things that the Cubs are doing well, and I don't know that they can keep on doing them. Like, Matt Duffy was hitting 91 with 11 at-bats back on April 21st. Now he's hit 364 over his last eight games, and and the mood is changing. They just wrapped up a historically bad April. They finished with a 216 batting average, and even in the last four wins, they haven't managed to go to do much better in terms of their offense. They're 7 for 45 with a 156 run, uh, batting average with runners in scoring position. And only had five singles Saturday to improve to 225. And I, I just, I don't know what to do with this. I really don't know what to do with this Cubs team. I was ready to bail. And now, I feel like may, maybe I'm maybe I'm being fooled. Maybe I'm being fooled by this Cubs team. And here's the other thing about it. 
the human element of all this for us Cubs fans and really just human beings in general. It's been a rough year, man. It's been a rough year for me. It's probably been a rough year for you. Varying degrees of rough years for just about everybody on this planet. And I wanted I, I wanted something good this baseball season. Last year's baseball season, like the Cubs were good. They won the division, but it's a 60-game 60 60 game season. You don't know what to do with it. You don't know how excited to get about get about that. And then they have the quick exit in the playoffs. Man, after the last year, and maybe that's why I was holding out hope beyond hope, despite the way that the offseason played out. Maybe that's why I, I was hanging on to that thread coming into this baseball season. And now I'm wondering if that's the only reason why I'm I'm maybe getting pulled back in by this baseball team. Because I just want something good, especially in the world of sports and entertainment and, and my favorite sport and my first love of baseball. Is, 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 is my desperation... For something good and fun and entertaining, what's what's making me buy back into this Cubs team? Because if you if you look real close at how they've gotten back above five hundred, at how they they've they've won their last five games, you could say that there's some smoke and mirrors to it. I'll have some of the details of that coming up a little bit later this hour. I'm gonna talk with Maddie Lee coming up at nine twenty of NBC Sports Chicago. But where are you at with this Cubs team? Are you getting pulled back in? 312-644-6767. You can give us a call, give us a text, tweet the show, at 670 the score, at Rami is tweeting. Let's get to these phone calls. Paul in Valpo, you're on Hit and Run with Rami Makloff. What's up, Paul? Hey, good morning. Um, good morning. Yeah, I guess I would say I'm still uh, kind of wait and see. I mean, yeah, game over 500, and like you said, a uh, nice week. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, because of uh, you just mentioned it, last year the going to the playoffs and the short, the short exit, the quick exit, I should say, I think that's been kind of what we've been seeing the last, you know, three, four years. So I guess wait and see. But I guess my one, my one question for you would be is kind of the media narrative on the Ricketts being cheap. I think they were top payroll, top five, top three in payroll since about 15. The pandemic hurt them obviously a lot more because of the attendance. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's they're trying to, to sabotage the team so they can rebuild. I just don't know if I, I if I'm well. I think it's the core. The core ended up not being as good as we all thought they would be, and they paid Hayward, they paid Lester, and they were like I said, they were top payroll. Now it's like the whole the Chicago media. They didn't get the breaks that Reinsdorf did to get taxpayers to pay for everything. They had to rebuild the stadium. They bought a hotel, so that's such a big deal. That money didn't go towards players. I just the fact that they're not still a good organization and are doing things the right way. I just don't get, and I seem no. to hear more and more it's the Ricketts' fault. No, Paul, hang right there. I don't want. I don't want to drop. I want to make a point and hear what you have to say. To that because actually, what you're saying is some is a debate that I've had with with friends and 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 with my brother, who I, I've debated baseball with probably more than anybody when it comes to the Cubs. I do think that the Ricketts do deserve the credit that you're giving them. You're right about their payroll the last four or five years, and you're right about this core group of guys not really living up to to expectations and and maybe even regressing a little bit since that 2016. World Series run, but I I just don't think that there's any excuse for the the off season that they just had and giving away you Darvish. You can't you can't give me a good strategic reason to trade you Darvish for for what they did with this team positioned the way that it was to contend. Despite the things that we're saying about them disappointing and falling short of expectations, this team just won the division in a shortened season last year, have made the playoffs five straight seasons, was poised to contend again, and you trade you Darvish, and and I think that 
puts Cubs fans, whether you think it's fair or not, I do. I think it is. That puts Cubs fans in a state of mind of, oh, well, this is this is the end of the line for this core group of guys. This is this is the beginning of at least a reset, if not a tear down and a rebuild. And you start looking past the horizon and on to the next thing. And I don't think that's unfair. You're right. They deserve credit for spending the money that they did on payroll, on infrastructure, on Wrigley Field, on overhauling the scouting department, all the technology that goes into that. But this past offseason, I, I don't think that you could blame Cubs fans for having a mindset of this is the end of the line and, and getting ready, giving up on this particular group and getting ready for the next thing. Is that unfair to say to the Ricketts? Fair to say, but that, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's unfair to say, but I also think that the the inference that they're cheap is a little different from what you just said there. Yes, you are kind of looking at the next chapter in, in the story. And my, my points on Darvish would be, we've said so many times it was a 60-game season. There was no fans. We've known he's had a mental problem with some of the things in the past. He, he had one really good 60-game season and, and a good half a season. So all of a sudden, Darvish getting rid of him was the difference for, between the Cubs winning the World Series this year, I think that was a good move to move on for the future. And I don't know if it was all about money. It might have just been about trying to build up the lower levels of the minor league. And I just think, yeah. like I said, I think it's one thing to say that they're going to move to the next chapter. I don't think a, I think a good organization would do that and send, continue to spend more money on players that may bust. And then all of a sudden to say that they're cheap, I just don't, you know, I just don't, I don't get that. And I'm not saying that's all you're saying, but that's been the, the media, you know, uh, I guess, narrative since the very beginning. Like you said, since the Darvish trade. Just to my question, and I'll let you go because I know you got other callers, but mm-hmm. is, was Darvish the difference between the Cubs winning and losing the World Series this year? Or do they I still mean, have it, a quick exit in, in, in uh, October? No, I think, thanks for the call, uh, Paul. And I think it very well could be. Yeah, you're talking about a Cy Young candidate. Yeah, that can be the difference in whether or not you win a World Series. It absolutely can be. And, and you look at, up until recently, the Cubs are one of the worst starting pitching teams in all of baseball. Went from being one of the best to one of the worst. You don't think that has something to do with getting rid of you, Darvish? And you, I'm sorry, you can't spin trading you, Darvish, as anything other than a salary dump. Anything strategic. You, you can't convince me of that, especially when you look at the fact that every, every time you turn your head, there's another report that they're thinking about trading Chris Bryant, or can't come to an agreement with Anthony Rizzo, or can't come to an agreement with Javi Baez. If the core was locked in, and you traded you Darvish, you might be able to convince me that that was a sell-high strategic move on a guy who's who's been up and down and and is getting in the later years of, of his career as far as Major League Baseball pitchers go. So you might be able to convince me of that, but when you put all the pieces together, no, man, I, I, it, that's a salary dump, and that's not a strategic move of any kind. And when I say they, they would like nothing more than, than for this thing to go bad and them to be able to, to trade off some pieces, that's just PR, man. It's going to be real hard to sell to Cubs fans if this team is in first place in the NL Central and six, seven games above 500 come to the trade deadline that you had a fire sale. I don't, I'm, I'm talking to the city of Chicago, and you know how that went down when the White Sox did something similar. It's a hard thing to sell to fans, even the most loyal and, and some might even say naive fans. Of, of which I am one of, that Cubs fan base. Let's get in one more call before we talk with Maddie Lee, and then we'll get back to your phone calls right after Maddie. Tim in Glendale Heights, you're on Hit and Run with Rami Makhlouf. What's up, Tim? Hey, good morning. Thanks. Good morning. Um, I, I didn't call about the Bears or the Packers, but 
they've they had 25 years of Favre and Rodgers, so they can you know they can get rid of yeah. him now. It's been like rough. That. It's but been anyway. rough. It's, imagine being yeah. a Bears fan working behind behind enemy lines. It's been real rough so, watching I mean, those quarterbacks. Know, 25 years of the two top Hall of Fame, you know, top 10 Hall of Fame quarterbacks in you know in the NFL history. But that's not why I called. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, look at the batting averages of this team. Look, look, look at the pitching ERAs of this team on the starting side. I'll give the bullpen some credit. I'm, I'm hopeful with Keegan Thompson. Adel is a, you know, sh- is showing some promise. Um, you know, but I mean, you've got starters that can't even pitch five innings. I mean, you, you don't have much of a starting pitching staff. Um, but you know, I, everyone talks about Baez, but believe I am very down on him. I do not like his style of play, and I do not care for him as an everyday player. I know he makes good plays, but I don't see the consistency from him. The lack of consistency on this team. Ian Happ, where has he been the last few years? I mean, we need Nico Horner out there because he gets on base. I'm more impressed with Sorgard and uh, 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 Duffy right now and Mareznek. And, I mean, these guys at least put the ball in play. They, the, the team plays a little better with them. There's more energy with them on the base pass. I mean, you, all these bad decisions that Theo made, everyone you know throws roses at him all the time, but he made horrible decisions on, on some I of mean, these personnel you know, issues. And I'll give Jeb some credit for trying to piece a team together, but it, it is very concerning. I mean, even though they've played a little better of late and it's a little more enjoyable to watch, and then you tap it all off with that broadcast booth on Marquee, I mean, it's just horrible to watch a Cubs game right now. So I like I mean, the broadcast booth. Thanks, th- thanks for the call. I appreciate. It. I like the broadcast booth. Big fan of Bugshiabi and and Jim Deshays. Some of the things they do on Marquee are whatever. But as far as the actual baseball on the field, yeah, man, I like what Sorsgard and Marisnik bring to the table. I, I, and and you need guys like that. You're going to need role players and and guys who who step up and 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 fill gaps over the course of a season wherever a team might be struggling. And right now the Cubs are are we're going to talk about this a little later on the show. It's weird to say the Cubs are winning with small ball by moving guys from station to station by just getting 90 feet at a time. Yesterday was a perfect example of that. But at the end of the day, and this is probably why they are inconsistent as Tim just pointed out. At the end of the day, this team is is going to to win or lose on on home runs, on slugging percentage, on extra base hits, and it's going to win or lose based on what that that core does. Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras, Anthony Rizzo, Jason Hayward, that, and, and Ian Happ's been hurt. He hasn't been right for a minute. So I'm going to give that guy some time to figure it out, and maybe, just maybe, I'm giving the Cubs some time to figure it out. I don't know. We'll get back to this discussion with you at 312-644-6767 after I talk with Maddie Lee of NBC Sports Chicago. She's going to join me. Rami Makloff in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run this Sunday morning. Happy Mother's Day out there to all the moms, especially the baseball moms on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hayward ready to move the pitch. A little looper, shallow right field. That's a base hit. Here comes Hayward, the throw to the plate. Jason will slide. He is safe. He is safe. Cubs take the 3-2 lead. Matt Duffy delivers. At the call right here on 670 The Score, your home for Chicago Cubs baseball. Rami Makloff in for Matt Spiegel this morning on hit and run. 3-2 the final in that one. Game two of that series coming up this afternoon right here on 670 Score. I'll take you right up to pregame at 1245. And joining me right now on the Alpamani Nissan Hotline to talk about this Cubs team. She writes about those Cubs for NBC Sports Chicago. Also the host of More Than a White Man's Game on the growing, ever-growing House of L podcast network network of Lawrence Holmes. She is Maddie Lee. Maddie, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I don't know what to do with this Cubs team, Maddie. I, 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 at the beginning of the season, I wanted to believe, despite the the dumping of you, Darvish, and how the off season went, and then they lost me very quickly because of the off season and the dumping of of you, Darvish. And now they win five straight, and the the line I've been using since the start of the show is the old Godfather line. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Should I let them pull me back in, Maddie? Should I should I be falling for this, or is this smoke and mirrors? I'd say let them pull you back in for now because we don't know how the season's going to go, right? We could see lots more ups and downs, but it's so much fun right now. Like the best thing about this five-game winning streak is that all but one of them have been one-run games, and those are fun to watch. And this is a team that right now is really shorthanded, but you see the bet. I mean, as the little intro alluded to, you see the bench really standing up. Mm-hmm. Um, as you have a bunch of these guys on the IL. And that's fun to see guys who I bet you lots of Cubs fans didn't even know Matt Duffy's name about a month ago. <laughs> and now he's becoming, you know, a, a regular hero in some of these games. And I do want to get into how fun this team is. But for, first, let me be let me be pessimistic and, and play devil's advocate for a second to what you said. Matt. Is, is, the, is the fact that all five of these wins have been one run wins? Is that is that? why I should take it with a grain of salt, that they're barely getting by in, in this little hot streak. I mean, yes, uh, but also <laughs> <laughs> the, the bats right now, their last 16 hits have been singles, and you're not going to see that for the whole season, right? You have guys on this li- in this lineup that have power bats, but, you know, you're not going to see as many home runs when the wind's blowing in like it has been. So the fact that they're able to string together a bunch of singles is promising because then, you know, you're hoping that as the season goes on, you'll see a mix. You won't see such a homer-dependent team. And then the other part of it is that the starting pitching is coming along, right, in all of those close games, mm-hmm. whereas that's been a real issue to start the season. 
you mentioned we're talking with Matty Lee, Cubs writer for NBC Sports Chicago here on Hit and Run. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel. You mentioned their last 16 hits, all singles. And, and I was talking about it before we brought you on, Matty, that, that really th- this Cubs team in this little hot streak has turned into a small ball baseball club and, and just trying to get 90 feet at a time. I heard David Ross talking about that after the win yesterday. And, and I also said along the lines of what you just said, that this team is going to thrive on on slugging, on home runs, that, that if, if they're going to get fully on track and, and be the team that, that, you know, that meets, that reaches their potential and hits their ceiling, they're going to have to find their power game. But should we take this as something that maybe that they can carry with them in addition to the power game? They'll have that, that small ball club in their bag to pull it out when they need it? Or do you think this is just sort of a blip on the radar? I do think that they'll be able to carry some of this on. And you've seen another part of this is you've seen guys like Chris Bryant, who had awful years last year, largely due to injury, really turn around. And so that's automatically going to make this lineup look better than last year. I know people are still looking back to last year and saying, hey, not much has changed here in this lineup. Why should I think that this year is going to be different? Now, I'm not picking them to win the division yet. I haven't seen enough to make me think that that's going to happen. Is it possible? Sure. I mean, this is definitely a a winnable division, uh, but there are still some pieces that need to click into place that need to be more consistent throughout the year for me to feel any confidence in that. Uh, But you do have some of those additions that do have contact backs, like a Nico Horner, who obviously is injured right now, but has looked really good in a short period of time up with the ball club. And then other role players who do add a little more contact. And as we've seen them playing bigger roles in the last few days, I think that's why you're seeing the identity shift a little bit. It's probably hard for you to get a a real good feel about about how this clubhouse feels and 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 what the level is in there because of the times that we're in and you're talking all these guys through zoom for the most part nowadays but it does seem like this ball club and I think this goes back to last year a little bit too and something that David Ross emphasized is having fun which I think some people think that's exaggerated that's blown out of proportion that's that's something that 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 doesn't really matter I think that does matter that when you're playing a game for a living that you have fun Maddie and, and I think that that is contagious through a clubhouse and through a dugout and it does seem like this Cubs team is back to enjoying playing with each other and going out there on the field and and just having fun on a day in day out basis is that is that the vibe that you get from this baseball team yeah and it was rough for a little bit there right they had to plod through some Mm -hmm. really a really rough stretch to start the season but definitely and I I'm one of those people who does think that you know team chemistry and fun and all of that does matter. And that's coming from a person who has played on a lot of very bad teams <laughs> from uh, <laughs> growing up through college. No offense to, to my college team, but we did not win many games. And, and you can feel the difference in the vibe in a clubhouse on, you know, a losing team versus a team that that's winning. And that's, you know, partly because of the wins and losses, right? But I think there is something to say about being able to take, you know, the right type of clubhouse feel and push that into, you know, some more winning time. 
And I just want to grill you about your college playing days and see what was going on in that clubhouse, Manny. What was the problem? Who was the cancer in that? Cl- but that's another discussion for another day. Talking with Maddie Lee, Cubs writer for NBC Sports Chicago, here on Hit and Run. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel. You mentioned the division and, and how it is. You're not picking them to win the division, but it's very winnable. Maddie, I, I, my, my weekday job, I host the afternoon show for the Scores Sister Station, The Fan up in up in Milwaukee and, and that Brewers team has come back to the pack, come back down to earth. They have a lot of injury problems that they're dealing with. I know the Cardinals are are hot right now, but I don't think that they're gonna run away with this division by any means. And after hot starts, I think we're seeing who the Reds and the Pirates really are. Is is a mediocre NL Central maybe the saving grace for this Cubs team and 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 ultimately what keeps them in it, even if we see another rough patch or two between now and the trade deadline. Yeah, well, part of that Pirates hot start was getting these Cubs at their worst, right? Sure. But yeah, yeah I think that definitely is going to help this team in the long run. And I mean, we were talking about it before the season. I don't think I think we might have underestimated the Brewers some. Um, also, I might have an inflated opinion of the Brewers now after watching them again perform against the Cubs. But <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this all along as we watched the offseason play out, the NL Central was not a group that was really making these big pushes to, you know, build surefire championship teams, right? You had a lot of guy a lot of teams staying pat or, you know, making small adjustments, the teams or the Cubs among those teams. And so I think it's gonna be a fun year because of that, because you could have a few teams really packed up there in the top three, um, but also weird schedules playing into this where the Cubs have played the Pirates and Brewers like a million times already. And the the reality of the situation that, that Cubs fans, I think, accepted coming into this year is that if this team wasn't in contention, there, there was probably going to be some changes made and, and some of that core moved elsewhere with the contracts of Baez and, and Rizzo and Bryant being what they are. Would would being at the top of a, a struggling or mediocre NL Central division be enough to convince the front office, do you think, Maddie, not not to have a fire sale or move some of those pieces? Or do you think they look at it realistically and go, well, it's a weak division and, and winning this division doesn't really do a whole lot for World Series hopes. We're, we're going to move forward with the plan as, as we had in place. Yeah, well, I think I don't think a fire sale is inevitable at all. I think they are always keeping an eye on the future, but I definitely think there's things that this team could do to convince them like, Hey, we got, we've got to be buyers at the deadline, but yes, obviously we could also see things crumble and go in the opposite direction because as this team is built right now, it's not, it's not sustainable, right? We have a bunch of guys on big contracts They've talked already about like, hey, we can't keep this core together forever. And so we are all bracing for some big changes. But like you said, I mean, whether that'll be at the trade deadline or, you know, come come the off season, I think this team still and the way that they perform still can move the needle on them. I know we're a ways off from this, Maddie, but could you really see them going into the off season? not having gotten something for, for a Rizzo or a Bryant or a Baez and, and let them go into free agency and, and, and take their chances? I don't think it's out of the question. Uh, I mean, 
it all depends on what's out there, right? Like what other teams sure. might want to bring one of those guys on to really push towards a championship. And, you know, those are big commitments. Um, yeah, and the Cubs, I think, you know, we've talked about extension talks, but another thing that they could do is try to re-sign them in free agency. So everything, I think everything's still on the table at this point. That's encouraging and, and makes me all the more confused about where to be with this Cubs team, <laughs> Maddie. We've talked for 15 minutes, and for everything that you said, all really valid, knowledgeable, info-filled, you've just made me more confused about what to do with this Cubs team at this point. But well, you're welcome for that. <laughs> that's probably more on me than it is on you. That's Maddie Lee. You can find her work at NBCSportsChicago.com. Check out the More Than a White Man's Game on the House of L podcast network, Lawrence Holmes ever-growing empire. That's Maddie Lee, my guest for the last few minutes here on Hit and Run. Thanks so much, Maddie. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Same here. And she joins me on the Alpamani Hotline, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue, or check them out at apnissan.com. Back to your calls right after this on, on where you're at with this Cubs team at 312-644-6767. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel. It's hit and run on 670, the score. Yeah, I think that is important, especially in, a, in the environment like you're talking about uh, with the wind blowing in here. Um, you have to manufacture some runs at times. Um, you know, we've pushed the, the envelope on the bases a couple of times. Um, that's paid off. Sometimes it hasn't. Uh, you just got to take some risk, and, and guys are – putting together good at bats. Um, I think our pitching has helped a lot with that. Um, throwing the ball pretty well um, and, and continue to, to put up zeros and let us, you know, tack one or two on, um, you know, we hadn't put up a whole lot of crooked numbers, but um, you know, just that, that feeling of, of getting one an inning is, is a, is a big thing. I think that's, that's a, you know, one of those small goals. Um every once in a while that that feel nice if uh if you're able to do that throughout a game there's david ross after the 3-2 win over the pirates yesterday game two of that series coming up right here on 670 the score this afternoon i'm rami mackloff in for matt spiegel on hit and run i'll take you right up to pregame here on hit and run at 12:45. We'll talk with Scott Merkin, MLB.com, beat writer for the Chicago White Sox, and shift the conversation to some Sox talk with uh, Scott and you coming up at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. But wanted to carry on the conversation we were having before and with Maddie Lee of NBC Sports Chicago. My thanks to her for joining me and talking some Cubs. That'll be up at 670thescore.com shortly and your Odyssey app. And asking... Would we be fools? Would I be a fool to jump back on this Cubs wagon? Is this what we've seen in this five-game winning streak, getting them back over 500, something that's sustainable? Or is this team going to be the team that's been disappointing us since 2016 and I'm just holding on to false hope? 312-644-6767. Give me a text. The text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Shoot those texts or give me a call or you can tweet the show at 670 to score or uh, at Rami is tweeting. That's how you can follow me at R-A-M-I-E is tweeting. Talked about some of this with Maddie, just about how they've done this. And I don't I don't know if this is a good sign that, that maybe this Cubs team is changing their stripes and, and doing some of the things that you heard David Ross talking about right there, the getting the extra bases, moving ahead one one station at a time, 90 feet 
at a time, which is something that the Cubs have been doing really well lately. In in their last four wins, despite going 7 for 45 with runners in scoring position, the Cubs have 14 hits over the last two games, or excuse me, over the last three games, 16 hits now, all of them singles. They haven't had an extra base hit since Javi Baez hit a double in the sixth inning of Wednesday's 11-inning victory over the Dodgers. So you look at that. You look at Matt Duffy being what's largely fueling some of this offense lately, and you go, can can that sustain? You just wrapped up a historically bad April where you had a 216 average, and you're wondering if that's the real Chicago Cubs. But entering Saturday, the Cubs were first, and I'm, I'm guessing this number is, is improved after the win yesterday. The Cubs were first in extra base taken percentage. That's defined by baseball reference as a percentage of times a runner advances more than one base on a single and more than two on a double. They're at 52% doing that, and they were second in total bases taken. 45 bases advanced on fly balls, pass balls, wild pitches, box, and defensive indifference, and they've already racked up 26 steals, including Jason Hayward's big uh, steal of second last night that led to the game-winning run in the seventh inning. So if if that stuff is real, if 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 this this team being able to move from station to station and take the extra bases when they're there and 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 rack up the total bases, if that's real and you get the home run power back, which we know this team is capable of. It's streaky, and it's peaks and valleys, but we know that they're capable of hitting the long ball. If you can mix all that as an offense together and really get clicking, well, now we might have something. But I just I look at this team, and I want to believe, I want to have something positive and good to sit down and watch on a day-in, day-out, night-in, night-out basis, maybe because the last year has been just so awful for all of us. I'm hanging on to some false hope or optimism, but until they can put it all together, I won't be all the way back in on this Cubs team. How about you? 312-644-6767 is how you can uh, give me a call or shoot me a text. Daniel in Orland Park dialed that. Now he's on hit and run. What's up, Daniel? Hey there, long-time listener, first-time caller here. Thanks, man. Um, so I, I really am not sold on uh, sold on their recent play. I, I think uh, Ricketts is... Uh, reeling you back in and it is exactly what they designed to do by bringing in Jake Arrieta and selling the Cubs as this hangover team going on five years of, of hangover world series hangover. The Ricketts are doing exactly what they want the Cubs, the naive Cubs fans to do the, the Arietta signing, um, bringing in Ross as our manager. That's just their, their plan is working. And, it, and if you dive back in, you're just going to feed more into their, their bigger scheme of let's sell a 70, 80 win team. And yeah, we're going to have blips on the radar of, of here's a, here's a run where we do well, but then we go into, you know, the heart of August and it's just going to be the dog days of August are, are, are going to be looming and we're, it's going to be uh, eye opening. And that's when uh, it'll be too late for a fire sale. So we, we gotta, we gotta shop. So you're guys, you're almost uh, you're almost hoping that this goes bad so that we we don't get fooled and the front office doesn't get fooled and they're almost forced into a fire sale because I'm not there, man. That, I can't I can't go that dark. We need to have the fire sale because if you think about it, we shop our five core guys. We get say 15 prospects. If a a third of those work out, if a five of those 15 prospects work out. We're back in this by 2025. 
2025? I don't want to. Thanks for the call. We're waiting until 20. No, man, I'm not waiting until 2025. That's not what we're looking at here, is it? We're not looking. No, we're not doing this again. This isn't going to be the 20, 2014 Chicago Cubs all over again. I'm not doing that. There's no, there's no reason. There's no excuse for that. There was a good reason to go scorched earth when Theo first got here, along with the rest of his crew. There was good reason to do that. I'm not doing that again. No, 2025 is way too long. You keep one or two of these guys from the core, and really, any one or two. I have my preferences. It would probably be Bryant and Baez. I know how much everybody loves Anthony Rizzo. I love Anthony Rizzo. But if I'm picking two guys, it's probably Bryant and Baez I can talk on a Sunday morning, and then I build around those guys. And that should not take until 2025. This should be a very New York Yankees-like reset where they were down for two or three years, and then they were back. I'm looking at 2023, 24 at the latest, 25? No, man, that's a bleak picture. That is a bleak, bleak picture that our caller just painted there. 312-644-6767. I just don't know if this is if this is sustainable. But to, to Daniel's point, what if this team starts to just, it just pulls us all back in and the trade deadline comes and, and we want everything to stand pat because things are so good despite it being a bad division. Let's say the Cubs are sitting on top of it and we're all buying what what ends up being smoke and mirrors and then it just collapses in August and, and they show their true stripes again. And then you go into the offseason with the risk of losing any one of those three guys that enter free agency for nothing or all three of those guys for nothing. That is... That's a worst-case doomsday scenario that Daniel just just laid out right there. And that could happen. I'm not saying it can't. I just I don't want to go there. It's Sunday morning. It's Mother's Day. We're all supposed to be happy and cheery. There's supposed to be, like, brightly colored flowers and brunches happening in a few hours. Let's not, let's not go to doomsday on Hit and Run this Sunday morning. Joe, far northwest side, you're on Hit and Run. What's up, Joe? Good morning, Robbie. How you doing, sir? Good, you man. Know, I'm going to uh, comment regarding your first caller today. Um, uh, I disagree with his uh, trade of you, Darvish. But what did the Cubs get in return, you know, for Darvish? I mean, did we get any top-flight minor league players? You know, Rami, the answer is no. But what did no. the Cubs get back? They got back four high school varsity players, okay, and two tickets to the sock hop. And don't forget, you know, you gave away uh, catcher Carantini. You gave, basically gave him away for free. So what did the Cubs do? They ran into a panic mode, and what did they do? They signed Austin Romine, and what's the only thing he's catching right now? Okay, an 80-mile-an-hour bottle, okay, of Tylenols. But you know what? It was all about salary cut and cut and payroll. But when you look at the Cubs' past and the Cubs' present, the word distractions, to me, come in over determination. You know, it comes into play, but let's face it, the window closed, Rami, to me, in my opinion, after the 2018 season, because when you dissect and look between the end of the 2018 season and the end of Joe Madden's tenure for the Cubs and all of these sagas between Addison Russell and Ben Zobris, and in my opinion, it threw the team off in a lot of directions as far as their play, because at times, I don't know if Cub fans were watching Major League Baseball or major league reruns of, say, Divorce Court. But the Cubs haven't had a leadoff hitter. We haven't addressed the leadoff hitter since the days of Dexter Fowler. I realize injuries and inconsistencies in the lineup, you know, there's a possibility that they may come into play. But I think if the Cubs will succeed, Rami, is Ricketts going to spend $500 million to keep Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez 
I don't think so. But right now, Cub fans are going to see contracts and expirations that are about to collide. You know, and but are these obstacles or are they opportunities? In my opinion, but for the long term solution for the organization, I guess only time's going to tell. But if I got to choose somebody right now, if somebody's salvageable among the three, I think it's probably Rizzo. But then you don't know. Look at the openings right now, and uh, with the Angels. They've eliminated their first baseman over there, a future Hall of Famer. And I still don't think the Cubs are on any road path because some of these solutions that they have, I don't think they know what the solutions are going to be. Yeah, I think I think the Cubs are are a little bit in a thanks for the call, Joe. Really appreciate it. Had material and everything. Did you say eighty mile about eighty mile per hour bottle of Tylenol? That's that's a solid line, Joe. I appreciate it. I, I think the Cubs are are a little bit in limbo. I don't think the front office quite knows what they're going to do. Matty Lee, who I talked to from NBC Sports Chicago earlier this hour, essentially said the same thing, that all possibilities are on the table, that we could see some some measure of a fire sale between now and the trade deadline, that we could see an extension of one or two of those guys between now and the trade deadline, or we could see this team play so well that that all three of those guys whose contracts are expiring at the end of this season stick around and then the Cubs enter free agency and take their chances and see which, if any of those guys, they could sign or run the risk of losing all three of those guys for nothing. And both of the last two callers, Daniel and Joe, brought up the the U Darvish trade and, and the and the possibility of more trades. And they were on opposite ends of the spectrum, but almost saying the same thing in a weird sort of way. When when our caller two two calls ago, Daniel, Orland Park said, Hey, have a fire sale, we get fifteen prospects and, and this thing is is back on track by twenty twenty five. First of all, I'm not waiting until twenty twenty five, man. I'm not. I don't have the patience to wait until twenty twenty five. There's no good reason for it. There is no excuse for us to have to wait until twenty twenty five. I'm not doing that. But here's the other thing. What that you Darvish trade showed us. And really what trades around Major League Baseball have been showing us for the last couple of years, but especially since COVID and the biblical financial losses for the Cubs and teams across Major League Baseball, and yes, I said that with sarcasm in my voice, is how much teams across this league, more than ever, are valuing young, affordable talent, putting a premium on that. Which means that the U Darvishes of the world, and yes, even the Javi Baez's, Chris Bryant's, Anthony Rizzo's, and Wilson Contreras's of the world, when you go out there into the trade market, now things heat up a little bit at the trade deadline, and, and teams have visions of, of contending dancing in their head. Price will go up a little bit, but right now, those guys are not the premium that they used to be. The Rizzo's, the Bryant's, the the Contreras's of the world who have big paydays coming up are not the premiums that they used to be. Teams aren't going to give up as much good young minor league talent for those guys as you might have gotten two or three or four years ago. Because teams don't want to take on those big contracts right now. Everybody is trying to recoup losses from the last year. And you think a team is going to give you their best prospects to inherit a big upcoming looming contract for Chris Bryant or Anthony Rizzo? No, that's why you got, as our last caller said, five really good varsity high school baseball players in return for you, Darvish. And I'm not saying none of those guys will pan out. There have been trades like that before where guys have panned out. 
I don't need to tell White Sox fans about Fernando Tatis Jr. But if if you think you're getting the top prospects of team systems around Major League Baseball, that's probably not going to happen. All the trades that the Padres have made to add to that team over the last year, they haven't given up any of their top 10 prospects. Because that's the market right now. There is a high, high premium on young, affordable talent that's Major League ready, and there is a low premium on on expensive talent or talent that's about to be expensive and approaching their late 20s and early 30s. And also, just not a lot of teams really trying to contend right now in Major League Baseball. That also hurts the the supply and demand of the trade market. We'll get to a break. After that, we're going to be talking with Scott Merkin, beat writer for the Chicago White Sox at MLB.com. I'm Rami Makloff, in for Matt Spiegel. It's hit and run on Sports Radio 670, the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 